and you're listening to Dom's Cast, an unofficial fan podcast about the greatest Australian football team, the Essendon Bombers. My name is Jamie. And I'm Nick. And mate, uh, on the coaching front for the Bombers, on the senior side at least, still not much talk about who's coming in. We know a couple of noticeable uh, admissions, mm. which we'll touch on after we start, but I guess the nicest thing to do is welcome you to the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> no, it's um, it's it's been funny. Like, um, yeah, there, there's just been no news from the club, which um, which again, like, I just think is only a good thing. It looks like those leaks um have been uh, yeah, fixed up, and um, really the the media's working on speculation, and I guess that's the thing that, well, it is something that kind of annoys me. Um, that the media can just spin you know whatever story, whatever agenda they want to spin. Uh, and then just you know make it up and then change their minds you know, when something doesn't go that way. You know, you think about um, you know there was reports that Leon Cameron turned down the turned down the job like as if we'd offered it to him, uh, but then he later came out and said, "No, nah, look, I'm, I'm just not ready to um, to coach yet." So I wasn't looking to you know go through a process, but you know Essendon reached out and we're really respectful and whatever. So yeah, props to. Um, Leon Cameron for his form and making the right decision for him. Um, mm. uh, he's now got a basically like an academy spot at uh, uh, Sydney, um, yeah. if I'm right. And yeah, you, know, you, you I suppose you contrast that with Ross Lyon and, and his um, uh, his line. It's uh, I tell you what, mate. Uh, <laughs> he just seems like a real arrogant prick, and uh, you know, it just. Uh, for someone to think they're above a process, um, yeah, it never, never, yeah, I suppose rings right for me. So I think you know potentially dodged a bit of a bullet there. Yeah, I, he's obviously his uh, comments were quite candid. Um, something about you know, if you be at Essendon for two years and you're from the outside, you're like an organ transplant. You know, oh. you know I thought that was a very heavy-handed way of saying it. Um, he was quick to quote people who hadn't, um, you know, hadn't been in the club for you know a certain period of time, you know, uh, like and Rutten. But he was quick to remember, he or quick to forget. Sorry, the previous guy before James Heard and Bomber Thompson was a guy named Kevin Sheedy who was a Richmond man. Um, mm. Well, he just spent twenty-seven years there, you know, like yeah. so. Um, uh, I think, okay, okay, our recent history is, but let's not excuse Matthew Knights was a poor selection, yeah. Um, and we identified that. Like, I don't see why we owe the club owes that person a contract just because he's external and you know shouldn't be up to Essendon's uh, standards. You know, like if we if we had standards back then, um. You know, so I think that was a bold move, and obviously the heard Thompson uh, announcement after that. Uh, obviously, that had a lot of skeptics saying that we ran a process back then mm. that was totally bypassed by Heard and Thompson coming in. Yep, and we deserve criticism for that because yep. we, it seemed like we put a charade on. Um, you know, like where we basically said. Yeah, you know, we asked people to come in and present and so forth, but it doesn't sound like we uh, were ever going to consider them. We already had a plan in effect. So mm. 
I kind of get why people would be upset to be part of a process that maybe wasn't one, if you know what I mean. Mm. So you know, I've certainly um understand that side, but you know, then obviously after the hurt he got rubbed out or resigned, um, and the players have been suspended. They need a bit of stability, so we went for a tried and true coach like in um, John Warsfold. Mm. And I think, yeah, initially he would have been good on a two-year deal, you know what I mean, just to get us over the bump of that. Yep. Uh, you know, being Essendon, we kind of latched onto it and kind of loaded him up with almost committed to him for five years. Mm. Um, and then we started scrambling. We needed to have an ex- a successor. And, again, that process was very poor. That was just Sean Wellman and Xavier Campbell going out to speak to people and coming back to the board and saying, oh, this guy is probably the best coach that we can select. Mm. So we chose Rutten, who in hindsight says was another poor selection. So um, uh, his facts, yeah, well, his quote about us having organ transplants, uh, and I said, a lot of people say, oh, if you stick with them, they'll come good. I didn't see anything in Ben Rutten that was going to suggest that. You know, if anything would have gone worse. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just think, he, you know, a lot of talks that he'd lost players. Um, and the way they played, mate, I'd have to think at times that was true. At least some of them. He'd lost some of them. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so that's where we are now. Mm. Um, who but comes like, in? I don't like, know. Even with that um, that list of coaches, Jam, um, yeah. you know, he said, "Oh, you know, you get rid of him after two years, kind of thing." Um, you know, obviously, since Hurdy, um, so John Worsfold, he was there for four years, Jam, um, mm. and yeah, I think um, yeah, that was proven. We weren't really going anywhere. Um, those learnings uh, weren't uh, coming to fruition. Likewise with Ben Rutten, he was there for four years, Jane. Um, not a senior coach, but certainly, you know, came as defensive coach. Um, then the that I suppose the failed succession plan under under Worsfold, where he effectively coached the club. And then, yeah, senior coach last year, senior coach this year. So that's four years you've had to you know, have an impact and in better game plan. And as you say, Jane, we just didn't I suppose we didn't see any of that um, really come to much. You know, 2021, certainly a much more positive season, uh, but certainly it seems they really lost the players from there. Um, so, yeah, a bit of a problem. And obviously, you know, it's not all Ben Rutten's fault, but unfortunately as a coach, you know, the buck often does stop with you. Um, you know, with the you know, performance lacking on the field, it's much... Uh, I suppose it's pretty hard to you know chuck out the list and just bring in a whole new one and they'll be right. Um, you know, we're a senior coach. You know, if you're not able to get the players that you have available up and about, um, yeah, you're gonna have, have problems. I would suggest. So um, certainly, I think those coaches have had um, you know ample opportunity. Um, and I think you're right. Like we do need to wear our criticism for the um, yeah failed. Uh, I suppose. Uh, yeah, setting up of um, you know, applications to or the, the process to appoint a coach and all the rest of that. Um, yeah, absolutely, we need to uh, you know, take our fair whack for that. 
But that's, you know, I suppose that's a lesson we've learned. David Barham has gone out and said, no, nah, we need an external review. Um, we're conducting a thorough process. And, um, yeah, I think it's great. We're uh, not hearing much about it because um, uh, that says to me that the, the process they're going through is thorough. Um, everyone's aligned because there doesn't seem to be factions, uh, at least at this stage, mate. Mm. Um, so I think... You know, as much as we're still in a precarious situation as to who's going to be the coach or not, or whatever, um, it, it does, I suppose, bode positively for me that we're taking this seriously, uh, that we're going to, you know, look at all candidates and, I suppose, assess them on their merits and, uh, yeah, go from there. But, um, yeah, it's certainly going to be interesting weeks ahead. Yeah, so um, I brought up the uh, coach's market for the next lesson and coach. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been some strong movement. Like Adam Su, uh, sorry, Adam Uze has come into two dollars seventy five, which is quite short. Mm. Um, after he was on the news, where he basically said that yeah, he had a uh, he's going to have some informal ch- chats with the club this week. So I think yeah, a lot was probably made of that comment. Mm. Um, and then despite being first linked as. Uh, yeah, refusing our invitation um, to come into the process. It sounds like uh, Brad Scott is uh, reconsidering, and he actually came in overnight, mate. This is now four dollars fifty. So um, now I don't know how big these markets are. I don't know how much money it takes to, you know, get a shift in the market. Mm. Yeah, if there's not much money, it, it might not take much to get that kind of movement. Mm. But, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Another name that has been coming up of late is Ash Hansen, who was the um, you know, West Coast uh, Senar Ford. Um, mm. you know, he's had a, a long coaching career uh, externally. Uh, yeah, I think at Carlton and uh, he's been at other clubs as well. I think the Bulldogs is another one. Um, so he's certainly an experienced coach. And then... You know, obviously, there's still Hurdy. We don't know what's happening there. Like, we don't know if he's officially put up his hand or, you know, mm. told the club at least that he'd like to be considered. Um, and, again, that comes back to your non-leaking, mate, because I would imagine at this stage he's certainly indicated at least to the club what he wants to do. Yep. And the media haven't been able to get that. So, um, yeah, I, I've always said... If, James doesn't want to coach, I think, um, or he doesn't want to go through a process you know, in, in that he um, doesn't think he's ready or won't, doesn't think he'll win the job. Mm-hmm. I think the most honourable thing from Hurdy would be to put that out publicly, to say, yeah, I'm not ready yet. And I think us supporters will accept that much better because there's still a portion of them, and I'm you know, guilty of this, I would love to see Hurdy get another chance. Now, I know a lot of us are the people who say that's just a stupendous <laughs> or silly kind of um, idea and that, you know, we shouldn't be going backwards. But, you know, no other coach other than Kevin Sheedy has coached just the 14 wins mm. and um, James did. Uh, so that's partly my reason. But, um, yeah, I think if Hurd pulled out himself, rather than got overlooked, I'll accept that much better than um, him going through the process and thinking he never really had a chance. 
yeah, I guess it's that transparency that you hope for. Like, if he gets picked as coach, you'd hope that's because he's the best candidate out there. Uh, likewise, if he if he doesn't get the position, uh, you would assume that there were better candidate candidates out there. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think. Um, yeah, realistically, um, he would have a lot of thinking to do whether he wants it or not. I think he does have that fire in the belly, James. Um, uh, but it is a lot of a lot to take on. I mean, obviously, the stuff that he and his family went through, like bloody media camping outside his house for weeks on end. Uh, yeah, I, it's still a something that never sat sits right with me. Just how he was treated and allowed allowed to be treated like that. Um, yeah, there's even reports recently, James, that uh, uh, that phone call from the infamous Sarah um, mm. apparently it's been. Uh, you know, debunked. Was it? Mm. Was it true? It was yeah. just someone who rang up. Um, <clears throat> yeah, just randomly. And... Yeah. So, um, yeah. Thank you, Eddie McGuire, for that. Um, <laughs> it's uh, like, and everyone was sinking the boots in, and I guess, um, you know, when when he goes and and thinks, you know, oh, you know, I'd really love to see this club be successful. I've got the, um, you know, the fire of the belly to want to, you know. I suppose win a premiership um, with the club. He has to weigh that up against you know his family and, and his own life and all the rest of it. And does he want to go through that? Because the media will come from him. Um, oh, that's uh, yeah, as will opposition fans. I mean, like I guess <laughs> yeah, for me, Jay, well, there's a lot of people out there. I, I kind of feel a, a sort of the great unwashed. Um, mm. They they look at. Yeah, they've looked at media headlines and assumed that's the whole story. Yeah. Um, oh, Essendon are drug cheats and blah, blah, yeah. blah. Ten years ago, that happened, Jay. Mm. And uh, do you know how many drug tests came back positive? Yeah, zero. Yeah. Zero. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's the kind of stuff where I think, you know, if he comes back, he'll cop it. If he doesn't come back, he'll cop it anyway. Um, because, you know, people are, have... Um, yeah, sometimes narrow minds, um, but long memories for you know for things they've heard. I like to news. put in. Um, there's a lot of sheep out there. Yeah, and sure. um, a sheep mentality is strong. Mm. I'll tell you what else is strong in Australia, mate, is the tall poppy syndrome. Yeah, and James Heard was a tall poppy, and yeah, we certainly lived up to our yeah you know, culture of wanting to tear them down mm. because you got to understand like. He's held more accountable for this than everyone else, Stephen Dank included. Mm. Um, you don't hear the same, you know, you know, same anger or disdain. But you mentioned James Hurd to the casual supporter or, you know, someone external. Mm. And um, yeah, it's almost like a hatred that comes in and just goes to show that, you know, I always like to say there's plenty of sheep in Australia, mate, but I'll never run out. Yeah, absolutely. But um, on a brighter note, mate, uh, you and I watched the uh, female version or the AFLW version mm. of the Bombers. Yep. And how impressive were they? Oh, amazing. I'll tell you what, mate. Uh, yeah, there's a <clears throat> the draft coming up soon, and I reckon we drag across a couple of these AFLW girls <laughs> into the men's side. They teach us a thing or two, mate. You know, I look at, you know, obviously Madison Prisparkas is an absolute star. Um, just the way they go about it, it's totally different. Um, it's a it's a much better brand of football than we've seen from a men's side. Mm-hmm. Um, so well done to 
um, you know, the the coaches and the playing group for what they're developing there. Obviously, there's still parts of the game they really need to work on. Um, you know, defense in particular, I would suggest. Um, but like the actual intent of of how they go get, go about it, absolutely brilliant. I mean, you look at a I suppose a body too good, James. Um, yeah. Opposition sides have put a lot of time into her to stifle her influence, particularly mm-hmm. up forward. So she goes, okay, look, I'm not getting much of the footy. I'm not getting many looks at goal. What can I do? I can lay tackles. She laid six tackles, Jane. Um, yeah. That's the kind of stuff that we want to see as supporters, mm. you know, in, in any you know form of the game, whether it's VFL, AFL, AFLW, um, that, you know, the, the players play for the jumper and mm. uh, it's not about individual, um, uh, I suppose, accolades or anything like that. It's about the team getting the win and, and we certainly did that on the weekend. Mm. Yeah, that's just it's so impressive and so many good players, which we'll talk about shortly. And I just see now our AFL uh, wheelchair competition. Um, our men have got into the grand final in that too. So uh, it's a watershed year for the club, you know, apart from the senior side and you know, all the men's program, um, and, you know, men's senior program. Uh, we've now got, you know, we won the VFL um, W Premiership. And now we've got the uh, the grand final, uh, a grand finalist in the wheelchair, really, which is uh, it's amazing. So well, well done, done to them as well. Well done, girls. Yeah. So um, let's go to the game itself. Uh, it's over in uh, what's it called? Mineral Resourcing. Uh, uh yeah, Mineral was, Resources Park. Yeah. Um, I, I know Bonnie too good had some problems saying that when you in her interview as well. <laughs> um, so I'm not alone, but yeah. I, Gee, it looked pretty warm over there. Yeah, a lot of mm. players. And the way we ran in it, in that first half in particular, yeah. um, I think it was the highest score ever for an um, uh, AFLW side in the first half. Yeah. Nine goals. Yeah, yeah um, 58 points or something like that. Um, yeah, so that's just a, yeah amazing credit. And let's not forget we're... Pretty much an expansion side, mate. So, mm. um, you know, which are usually renowned to doing it pretty tough. Yep. So there's been some fantastic recruiting, you know, while we waited for our chances mm. for a side. Because from the get-go, uh, now I appreciate we haven't played the likes of Melbourne or Adelaide, Brisbane, these really strong programs. But, I mean, you know, we've, we've played three games. We've won two pretty convincingly now and a one point loss against the foundation club basically. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, you couldn't help but be impressed with that. Yeah, absolutely. Now it's it's just brilliant how they how they went about it. And as you say, mate, um that first half um yeah it was a real blitz um effort. Um you know keeping them goalless in that first quarter. Uh and then uh you know, you almost get a bit greedy uh, mm. because, you know, at the end of that second half, they scored the two goals and you, you know, especially grumbling, bloody hell, they got two goals. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So um, it was just great, um, you yeah, know, the way, the way they went about it. Um, so really, um, I don't, there's, I suppose, bits and pieces of, um, you know, who stood out at, at different moments. Um, obviously, uh yeah, Madison Prisbarkas throughout the game, she's just an absolute 
jet. Um, I thought some girls really stood up, like Sophie Van der Heuvel. Um, yeah, a couple mm-hmm. times down back, you really noticed her standing steady in, in defence. Um, you know, Jackie Vaught um, was, you know, she played a sensational game. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, young Ruckman, Stephanie Wales, um, Brute, um, Jessica Wuchner as well. Um, she she's got a bit of a presence about her, Jamie. I reckon like um, she's only scored, you know, the two goals prior to this game and she sort of flashed in the first quarter and then seemed to peter out. Uh, but this game, she seemed to have a bit more, um, uh, like, was able to stay in the game a bit more. Um, yeah, Paige Scott, obviously. Um, you know, Three goals from her, mate. A few goals, so mm. not bad. And she's um, she likes to take the game on. There was, uh, I suppose, that bit of play later on where you know, she tried to weave through traffic and bit off a bit too much and, yeah, unfortunately coughed up the footy. But I don't mind seeing that, like mm. taking the game on. So, um, yeah, I guess a, a really good team effort, um, particularly in that, that first half, as you say. Now, they were playing at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, Jane. Um, mm. And as you say, it was a pretty warm day. You'd imagine at that time, yeah, you know, after a full day there, you'd be yeah, pretty zapped of energy as it is. Mm. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I guess you can see now, in in retrospect, while we I suppose petered off a little bit in that third term, um, and West Coast started to yeah get a bit of um, get a bit of a stranglehold on us, um, but yeah, we we kept at it all day. Um, yeah, lots of girls standing up and playing their part, and yeah, it was another really impressive display for the girls. Yeah, and one of our key signings, mate. I thought she played her best game for the club in Georgia G, mm. um, especially in that second half, mate. Um, yeah, just her running ability. Yeah, just the smart presence of uh, yeah, centering the balls to yeah, the goal square. Yep, set up a number of goals without yeah kicking a few herself. She really did. You know, set up the team well and mm. you can see why she was a target of ours and obviously mm. very good friends with Maddie Prasparkas. So they transferred together. Mm. Um, and just what a great combination that will be for us. And um, as you say, Bonnie Tugrid, she may not have um, you know, added to the scoreboard again, but she, um, in terms of the goals, but yeah, her marks, uh, you know, at least bringing a contest to the ground and, and then her tackling presence was Fantastic. So, and like even uh, Steph Kane, um, she was mm. really good as well as a, as the other captain. Um, yeah, I thought she really led by example too. So, mm. um, Bannister too, mate. She really impressed me. She's quite hard at the footy as well. Yep. So, yeah, the same. So much to like. Even now, just talking about, it, you know, I'm thinking of Phillips, you know, up and down that wing. Mm. Um, she's got a Great running ability. Yeah. And, uh, Amber Clark as well. Yeah, Amber Clark, yeah, number one draft pick. Um, you know, again, uh, you know, it's took some nice marks as well, mate, for mm. you know, an 18-year-old. And um, just her running ability as well. And that's the one thing with us that we play with like a surge mentality, like mm. where we're really surging and you know, we obviously make teams nervous. Like even when we lost to Carlton, um, it was that surge footy in that last quarter. That, you know, they were very lucky to stop from stopping us to win because um, I think we kind of got, uh, you know, we were playing slow footy for a lot of that game, you know, just because we couldn't get control of the footy mm. um, against the Blues. 
you know, so to see that that's been corrected and you know obviously uh, West Coast aren't as strong as um, some of the teams in the competition yep. but to go to their home ground is in effect and uh, put on such a great show I thought it was yeah, brilliant yeah absolutely mate um, yeah so I suppose ended up um, yeah, winning the game by 52 points which is a pretty bloody good effort um, yeah, kicking the 13 goals, six, so relatively straight. Um, I did think it was interesting, um, you know, when West Coast did start to get on top of us in that third term in terms of the play and uh, possession, uh, you have by rights, they, they should have got a lot closer than they did, uh, but they, they were pretty accurate. So um, our girls being able to have that, I suppose, steady head on their shoulders to, um, yeah, to kick straight and, take their time um was yeah hugely valuable and they, they seem to really play for each other jane like the, it didn't yeah. seem like anyone was trying to um you know blitz away be the star or anything like that um if there was someone in a better position they they generally kick it to that person um and one thing i noticed with chris barkas as well like because i know um obviously she goes hard as a hard as a bull at the contest um and a yeah, pretty good kick on the right she actually used the left um on occasions and like has some good penetration to that left and um it was able to hit a target on the wing there I remember um and that really impressed me because uh <laughs> yeah you, you see it all the time where people don't have you know an opposite foot um yeah. you know, being able to kick the footy so that's a that's a huge um yeah skill set um uh, particularly for our FLW girls that yeah, hopefully she can pass that on to the rest of the team and go, okay, look, you know, as much as you, you know, keep, you know, practice hitting targets and on your preferred foot, you need to be practicing on your non-preferred because um, certainly when it comes game day and you're squished up for, for room, you're going to need it. So, um, yeah. yeah, I thought that was, uh, that was fantastic. Yeah, and um, it's got to be said, uh, one of our ex-players coaching against us, mate, Michael Pryor, mm. Um and I'm sure he was gobsmacked, uh, yeah, how his side was treated in that first half. So obviously he had to make some alterations. And you've got to say, um, you certainly got a, a change in effort from his side. Um, yep. And we don't know how much the, uh, actually the conditions uh, were taking its toll on the girls um, as well. Yep. Uh, There's a pretty frenetic pace, I thought, uh, mm. the game has played it. Um, a lot of running, and I will say about the Eagles, um, a lot of their players are strong marks, you know, they take yeah. a lot of contested marks. Um, yep. and they actually held a lot of them. I think that was impressive from them. Um, so look, we certainly didn't have it our own way, but we certainly <laughs> put our stamp on it and mm. really showed that, yeah, you know, we're going to be, you know, at least some sort of a finals chance, mate. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so what have we got? Eight games in the season. I think um, it's ten, isn't it? Oh, uh, ten. Yeah, okay. Um, so we've got yeah, you know, two mm-hmm. two wins by yeah, you know, fair margins. I have to say so. A bit of percentage. Yeah. Um, yeah, having only lost the um game against Carlton by a point, so um, yeah, hopefully that percentage comes into play a bit later on. I think that that's one thing our girls really do have. It's a bit of firepower up forward. Um. Uh, yeah, defense, defensive side of things. I think we still need a lot of work. Um, yeah, there were times 
particularly those last two quarters, Jane, where um, West Coast were really able to just lock it in there for long periods of time and have repeated repeat entries, repeat shots at goal. Um, as I said earlier, they were just um, unable to to kick truly. Um, and I guess with that um, forward firepower, Jane, one thing we should um, mention is uh, obviously Federica Fru uh, was dropped for this match. Um, you know, the first couple of games, uh, yeah, I think fair to say, uh, she hasn't performed um, to the level that she would like, um, nor, nor the side. So it is, I suppose, it's good that we don't, you know, have one of reliance on her. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing that she did get dropped. I mean, obviously, she yeah, won't be happy about it, um, I'd imagine. But, you know, sometimes people just need that, that um, I suppose, reminder that none of us are indestructible, that um, mm-hmm. if there's, you know, uh, things we need to improve on in a game, um, yeah, we need to, uh, I suppose, have the opportunity and the time to to work on that. Um, I think she'll make her way back into the side, um, yeah, in the next couple of weeks or so. I, I think she does need to improve her touch and, uh, I suppose, that um, yeah, composure with a footy in hand. I think that's the thing that seems to be trooper up a bit like that. That change from levels that VFLW to AFLW, we don't have as much time. It's a bit more frenetic. Um, uh, and because personally, I, I look at it through and um, she seems to have, um, I know, just a, a bit of a presence about her, like a, um, um, I suppose, uh, a, a bit like a, a Jackie Stringer, um, where it looks like she can do stuff for the footy. That you know, very few others can. Um, um, it has that, I suppose, explosive ability to um, to do things, but she needs to be able to, um, I suppose, show it out on the field and um, and kick true because um, certainly her kicking boots haven't been on so far. So um, yeah, I do hope she comes back with um, yeah renewed confidence and and vigor at the season because uh, I think she could be a um, yeah, very important piece of the puzzle going forward. Yeah, for sure. Um, I wanted to say, uh, I thought Morecambe down back was very important for us too, mm. especially in that second half when um, West Coast were, you know, the ball seemed to live down there for large portions in that second half. Yeah. Uh, I thought she really stood up well. You know, um, Eloise Gamble did her best as well. Um, just yeah. some of her kicking, mate, was... Um, and her decision making weren't always right, but uh, yeah. she certainly, yeah, you know, she certainly took some important uh, intercepts and so forth. Um, so I think our backline probably is the area where, if we've got an area to really improve, I think it is in that backline. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's a, it's yeah, I've, I'm starting to really enjoy it. Yeah, watch the three games that are all live, you know, on TV, and um, yeah. you know, just. It's uh, yeah. I've already looked forward to you know, on Sunday we play Richmond. Uh, I think it's ten past two, um, and like Richmond are uh, coming off the back of a pretty impressive win themselves, um, and they've got that uh, Conti who's a, a really strong player for them. Um, so she can, I think she had like something like twenty three disposals, three goals on the weekend. Oosh. So. Um, be interesting to see how uh, yeah, our guns in Prosparcus and um, go up against someone as experienced as uh, or Richmond being a bit more uh, experienced than us. So mm. yeah, I'll, 
yeah, I'm always interested uh, to see how the girls are going to go. And um, I think yeah, it could be a pretty interesting game next Sunday. Yeah, absolutely, mate. It's going to be a bit of a cracker. And again, like you, you do want to measure yourself against the better size of the competition. Um, so uh, yeah, it should be an interesting game, and yeah, see how see how the girls go. Yeah, and uh, we're sixth on the ladder, by the way, mate. So we're a pretty good percentage. So, um, you know, mind you, uh, top of the ladder's got a percentage of 400. Whoosh. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you know, a good percentage for us. And um, as I say, I guess that will happen when you've had two wins and only a loss by behind. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, We'll start to see in this, you know, as the season builds, uh, especially when we play some of the more, uh, you know, teams that have been a bit longer than what we have. Mm. How, what kind of um, impact we'll have against those kind of teams? Yep. But um, on face value, mate, uh, at least going to be difficult to play. And I don't think anyone will be penciling a win against us. Yeah, I reckon so. Yeah. Well. Uh, should we go straight to the votes before we go on? Uh, we'll have a break and then we'll come back with some other tidbits before the um, before the show ends. So, uh, how do you go with your voting this week, mate? Yeah, mate. Um, pretty tough one. There's a, a few deserved, um, yeah, people who could could have got the votes, uh, but I ended up with the one vote I went for Stephanie Wales. Um, yeah, I thought for a young developing ruckman to kick three goals. Um, it was a pretty good effort. She stayed fairly involved uh, throughout the whole day. Only racked up the eight disposals um, in the end, but uh, yeah, um, yeah, battled well in the in the ruck all day. So I thought uh, those three goals were worthy of a vote. Um, uh, the two votes I went for Madison Prisparkas um, again. Um, yeah, she just uh, goes out of like a bullet of gate, mate. Uh, Twenty two disposals, um, kicked the two goals, one. Um, and, uh, you know, laid a few tackles. And she's just an absolute competitor, uh, which we love about her. So uh, two votes there for Sparkus. And for the three votes, I went for um, uh, for Jackie Voigt. Um, and uh, I just thought she was she was everywhere. Um, kicked a beautiful snap goal, mate, which would have gone, I don't know, 35, 40 metres, I reckon. Um, yeah, it's a great goal. Um, racked up the 15 disposals, took four marks. Um they laid the four tackles. Um, yeah, she was at both ends of the ground and really dynamic. So, um, yeah, great game from Jackie Voigt. How about yourself, mate? How'd you read it? Yeah, well, again, apologies needed. Somehow I haven't got a vote for Paige Scott, even though yeah. she kicked the three goals. And, um, yeah, I loved her way she plays footy, mate. She's right into them, like, you know. It's just uh, Even when she kicked that last goal, mate, Gave the old Hulk Hogan block. <laughs> <laughs> As they're all, you know, the West Coast field are saying, oh, we touched that, you know. Like, um, yeah, she wasn't having a bar of it. And, yeah, I love the way she plays. Um, yeah, she's, yeah, one of the commentators said, and, you know, almost like a, a young Dusty, mate. She was doing the <laughs> one hand fend off and the, you know, being able to impact the scoreboard and really strong. So, yeah, we may have found a really, you know, player of the future and I think she's kicked goals or kicked a goal at least in every game. So like that's really consistent. Yeah. I apologize to uh Paige for not finding a vote for her, but I actually found a vote for Georgie G, mate. And I, I'm 
she was one of our big signings and um, it's fair to say she hasn't had the same uh, impact initially as like Maddie Prasparkas. Mm-hmm. But I thought her run was really important during the game and um, you know, she centred a number of footies that uh, you know, actually resulted in goals mm-hmm. just from her smart presence and keeping the play or keeping the ball movement, so part of a movement of chain. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Jackie Voigt, um, yeah, I really wanted to give her the best on ground, mate, because what I love about her is that you can see the body expression of her face. Everything bothers her when the other team's got the ball. Yeah. I love players like that, you know, just that, yeah, they really got that concerned look like, no, that's our footy, we've got to get it back, you know. Like, yeah. I love that. Um, so, yeah, I thought she was really good. And as you say, about that snap goal is just brilliant. And, uh, yeah, she's got a real vigour about herself. So, um, yeah, we love players with vigour, um, especially yep. when they wear the bomber jumper, mate. So, um, yeah, fantastic for her. And, um, yeah, really stood out. But I couldn't go past Maddie Prasparkas, mate, you know, kicking a couple of goals, just racking up the footy. But just her footy smarts that she... Such a her footy IQ is right up there with any men I've watched. Like she always one step ahead. Like she's yeah. already planning where she's going to deliver that footy. Mm. Um, yeah, so she yeah just brilliant and um, really enjoying watching her play. Um, and yeah, just hard to yeah, you can easily tell why she's the female equivalent of a Brownlow with uh, medalist, mate. And, uh, yeah. Won that in twenty twenty with the uh, with the Blues, so um, yeah, we're so lucky to have a player like that representing us, and the fact mm. that she loves our club makes her more endearing. Yeah, because yeah, she's got the same passions as us. Mm. Um, so yeah, fantastic for her, and yeah, I couldn't go past her for the three votes. Yeah, beauty, mate. That's fair enough. All right. Well, I'll um I'll tally up the votes from where we stand so far, Jane. Mm-hmm. Um, so with one vote apiece, we've got Stephanie Wales and George G. On two votes each, we've got Stephanie Kane and Paige Scott. On six votes, you got Bonnie Toogood. Seven, you got Jackie Vaught. And way out in front at this stage, mate, we've got Madison Prisbarkas on 17 Don's cast middle votes. Yeah, uh, she's just brilliant to watch. Um and yeah, like I said, I, I just enjoy watching her play. Like a couple of times during that game, mate, where she, yeah, she she got pretty, uh, well, it looked like she was hurt at some stages. Like, mm. and you're concerned about her health, but that straight away you back up and you know, nothing seems to phase her. You know, what I mean, like she's mm. right ready for the next contest, and you know, again doesn't take a short step. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Yeah, tough as nails, and a really good player for us. Mm. Well, um, let's have a break and we'll come back and just touch on anything else we've heard throughout the week. There's not much, so it's not going to be a very long episode, but what we are also doing is continuing on our player reviews Mm -hmm. uh, as we go through players 13 to 24. Um, So we've got that to look forward to too, mate. Beautiful. You're listening to the Don's cast. And mate, um, before we get into the player reviews, 
anything else going around the traps that you can remember the club put out? Uh, anything of note? Yeah, I suppose the only thing I can think of is, um, yeah, it sounds like the club sounded out Andrew Welsh um, to become CEO of the club. Um, uh, it wasn't CEO, it was um, a football director. <laughs> oh, football director, my apologies. Yeah, um, but to go on the board, basically, to take over Sean Wellman's role. Mm. Um, which I thought was, um, yeah, sort of interesting. Uh, I guess I, I do hope it's going to be a process as well rather than just a, um, I suppose, a selection among mates. Um, you know, I guess there's always the, uh, yeah, the, the thing about former players that endears you um, to them. But again, I, we really need to get this appointment right. So I've... I do hope it's a, um, hey, would you like to apply for the position you know, among other applicants um, rather than, a, I suppose, a tap on the shoulder. Um, but, uh, yeah, it sounds like he's a, he's quite an astute businessman. Um, he's been doing very bloody well for himself outside of footy um, mm. yeah, with his property portfolio and um, everything else he's been doing there. But, yeah, what did you think about that news, mate? Yeah, well, I know Wusha uh, uh, is a real... Essendon man, so to speak, he, go, he hurts when the Bombers lose. I mm. uh, see him on social media. He, it's not like he's always bagging the thing, but, you know, well, even it's like words of encouragement. Yeah. Um, so, like, you know, I know uh, when we had the string of losses before the end of the season, um, like he was one of the ones that says, oh, don't worry, this is creating your noise. Um, you know, to the, basically intimating that it was making noises to the people who could do something about it. Um, so obviously we know about our strong coterie presence that Essendon has. Um, and they, you know, for every time that people want to whack coteries, just think about how much they actually put in for our club. Um, you know, considering what we went through, to think we're like debt free and actually have many money in our bank. This is not just luck. This mm. is from generosity of people who just love the bombers. Um, yep. Should never forget that. Um, does that give them a right to have more of a say than what they should? That's the biggest argument I've heard. Um, you know, some people will say it's like a cash for comments thing. Mm. Um, but like I said, uh, without being in the club, you wouldn't know if that's the case or not. But yeah. I mean, I, I'm just very thankful there's people out here that, you know, basically never made our club bring out the tins, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, and we still, you know, backed ourselves up. And, you know, we all acknowledge Xavier Campbell did a great job in response, but also. Uh, we've had a lot of assistance from our coteries and, you know, people who just love the bombers. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not so damning on coteries as some people are. Mm. Um, and yeah, I'm more thankful to them. But uh, what's your opinion on all of that, mate? Because you would have heard that stuff as well. Yeah, I mean, like it's, it's one of those double-edged swords, isn't it, where, mm. um, as you say, like, they um, yeah, help keep the club off its knees, they help, um, you know, complete the the building of the hangar um, and the beautiful facilities they've got out there. Um, you know, they've 
I'll just I'll just jump in there. Mm. Now, uh, a lot of the comments is that, and look, I I buy into some of this. They haven't made it spectator, uh, spectator uh, welcoming. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I've taken my family a couple of times out there. Um, yeah, just because you know, just go and watch them train on the odd occasion. Now, I, as you know, mate, I live on the Mornington Peninsula, so mm. it's not around the corner for me. Um, yeah. It's a fair, yeah, it's a day trip basically because, you know, by the time you get down there. Mm. Um, and like I say, the, you know, you can stand behind the goal while players have shots at goals or do their drills, which is mm. great, but you are standing. There's no uh, sitting facility. So, but even that, Jamie, I, I like because I've been there a couple of times myself, and I'm, honestly, I, I kind of feel like a bit of an intruder there. Like, oh, I'm yeah. supposed to be here. Um, yeah, that's exactly right. And I, I sometimes used to think, am I getting looked at funny? Do they think I'm spying on them? Or, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, because yeah. I'm sure they'd have, I, I could actually see people um, on the outside of the fence mm. with cameras and all. Like, you know, so I, I thought, oh, I, yeah, because I'm sure the opposition would go anywhere where they can um, yep. to get that kind of data. But, I mean, yeah, look, uh, I've got to say, last couple of times I went there, um, I had players like, uh, well, Andrew Phillips was doing laps because he was uh, obviously uh, rehabilitating from injury. Mm. But he was very accommodating, had a chat, and, you know, said hello and all of that, you know, made you feel a bit welcome and... Mm. Uh, and Mac Welfy, uh, at the time, mate, I had a bit of a the peroxide rinse going, yeah. and uh, <laughs> and um, I said to Guelph, I go, oh, you're my inspiration to get this, mate, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and he uh, had a smile to himself and uh, said, ah, oh, it looks good, you know, you know, so you could at least um, find a nice comment to say as well. So I thought that was nice of him, but um, yeah, look, I think they could do a better job there, even when you drive in there, mate. Mm. There's nothing really to say it's yes at a football club. No. And this is, yeah, we've got something to be proud of. You know, make them, you know, as you go through the gate, make them know you're going into Bomberland. This is, yeah. you know what I mean? Like there's nothing that screams that out. Mm. Um, so, yeah, look, you know, I've heard people say, it's, look, it's a soulless, barren place. So, you know, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. Yeah, look, we probably did lose... A lot of our tradition when we left Windy Hill, but we also know that that was a lot to do with the the bowls ground as well. Um, mm. You know, we needed extra room, and without them moving, um, you know, it wasn't an option to build on you know Windy Hill. Yeah, um, we know we're going to try and um, redevelop Windy Hill. Yeah, you know, as part of a community project, which is great. But um, yeah, this is our training base and something we should be proud of. But, I, I mean, yeah, I think they could do some aesthetics about, like, making it a bit more of a essence of presence, if you know what I mean. Yeah, but, um, and, that, and that could potentially, like, help yeah. alleviate that sort of soullessness that you feel. Like, yeah. you know, whether it's, you know, putting some stands in, whether it's, um, you know, I'm not talking about you having to put in these massive things but i mean like we've all seen the bleachers and stuff like that from you know the american sports we've got them here like at, at local footy grounds um yet you don't have them at at, uh, at telemarine which is a you know sort of a bit um you know a bit, a bit funny in that um 
So um, yeah, hopefully that I something about that. But I mean, like with the with the coteries of yeah, they have helped a lot um, with that. But what you don't want to see is, I suppose, people tugging in different directions. Oh, I think you need to do this. Oh, I think you need to do that. Um, all the rest of it. Um, I tell you what, mate. Um, as the old saying goes, and excuse the language, but just like assholes, everyone's got opinions. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's uh, it's one of those things where. Yeah, all good. You can have your opinions, and that's fine. But it shouldn't dictate the direction of the club um, just because you, you pay more money in it or not. Um, so um, yeah, I'm hoping the new board. Um, I suppose you, you do have to listen to the coteries, um, but um, I don't think you have to take their yeah their words as as gospel or as direction. Uh, the club should be strong enough to um, yeah make its own decisions. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think guess that's... that's where it comes into getting a really good CEO. Yeah. Um, now, Greg Swan's been mentioned. I think he's brilliant. Um, yeah, he's done some wonderful things up at Brisbane. Uh, if we all remember Brisbane every year, they had players going back to Melbourne. Um, as like, you know, you go and do your time in Brisbane and then you know, come back to Melbourne, um, or back to the state you're from. Yeah, he's changed that kind of culture up there and like. People want to go there now, and um, I think that's what they need. A really, you know, someone who's been at a few different clubs that can be strong against um, any influence. And um, yeah, I think yeah, he'd be a, a brilliant name thrown up. Uh, you know, Travis Old's the other one that we've heard about, um, but I'm sure there's others. But yeah, I think that's going to be a, a really important um, selection. Uh, you know, that we probably don't think about too much as um, supporters. Uh, but I think they certainly play a massive role as a CEO on uh, your day-to-day runnings. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the other thing I'd say there, James, is, um, you know, Travis Old, obviously, he was at the club um, you know, back around the saga times. Um, mm. he's well, he'd quite... left before then. Yeah, he wasn't the CEO then. Mm. That was... Um, wasn't that uh, what's his name? Um, Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I guess like what I what I mean by raising that is like yeah, we've I suppose seen this name around and whatever. I, I think yeah, us as supporters, you know, we don't generally have a lot of um, inside knowledge and whatever. Um, so we hear a name and like, oh, I've heard them and and they're doing this job, but that sounds good. Um, you know, I, I don't want us picking based on names alone. Um, and again, I want it to be, you know, the best person available for that job. Um, yeah, rather than just, you know, picking a name you, you've heard of um, or has been linked with the club previously. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that's right. Um, what about your thoughts on Adam Muzo if he was to get the job? What do you think about that? Yeah, he seems pretty, uh, he seems pretty keen, mate. Um, you know, after that, that loss, um, they suffered at the hands of of, or, um, of Brisbane um, the other night. And another cracking game of footy, Jay. Like this yeah. final series really turned it on. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he sounds um, pretty keen, pretty respectful. Um, it's interesting, you know, us as fans, we only see the face that you know, people want to show or they say the things that they think people want to hear. Um, and you don't get to see what happens behind you know, the four walls of the footy club and, and what they're like now, you know, you 
you, know, you read different things and you hear, hear you know scuttlebutt from from different people, and um, you know they're saying, oh look, you know, Uze is very opinionated. He's got one way he likes to play, um, and is very you know reticent to change that. Um, you know, purely depending on how the game's going, and that for me, um, yeah, one thing I've really uh, been frustrated at more than anything else is our total inability to um, to have a plan B or a plan C when when things aren't going right out on the ground. Um, our failure to adapt to the game um, is certainly something that uh, I think's um, yeah really gone against us and. In recent years, so yeah, hoping that's not the case. But again, I, I, I don't know that much about him firsthand or anything like that. So um, I guess I can't speak too much apart from you know everyone, uh, yeah, everyone out there in media land seems to think he's a highly rated coach by all those in the um, in the know. Um, but mind you, everyone was saying the same thing about Rutten that, that he was a very highly respected, um, you know, assistant coach before he was made head coach of Essendon. Um, so yeah, it doesn't always you know, go to a linear fashion of improvement. And that's what, uh, um, one thing I'll agree with Ben Rutten on. Um, but uh, yeah, what about yourself, mate? What do you reckon of that? Well, um, yeah, never bring up linear with me again. Because yeah. I, <laughs> I thought that like, when he said that at the start of the year, I reckon that's really strange messaging to his supporters. That's kind of like, well, we got to the finals last year. Don't expect that again. You know what I mean? Like, mm. it kind of took a lot of optimism out by using that terminology. Mm. So you basically say, don't think we're going to trend up. We may go back a step, but then jump up again. So it was almost giving yourself an out, if you know what I mean, as a coach. Mm. So, um, yeah, and I, I hear um, Ben Rutten has been um, – Approached by Port Adelaide too, mate, to go back there as an assistant as well. So he's had conversations with Port and Richmond. Um, so he hasn't settled on a place himself. And uh, just on Port, mate, there's still little rumours going around. We are going to make a, a big play for Ken Hinckley. Um, you know, so that's yet to play out if it is going to happen. What do you think of that kind of idea? Yeah, I mean, like, I guess, like, to me... Like, you'd have to offer him the job. So you couldn't ask him to go through a process. So, in effect, you'd be doing this process, but then a bit like the Hurd and Thompson um, situation, uh, that would be vetoed by Hinkley saying yes. So do you have any concerns about that? Oh, I do have concerns. But, I mean, what I would say is, is, um, you know, I hope we're reaching out to... Anyone that we think um, might be a good contender for the position, um, I don't think you should be an automatic. Um, yep, I'm going to offer you the role. I think the only exception I saw with that was Alistair Clarkson, um, and he's the only exception I think. Uh, you know, we, we could have possibly made there. Obviously, that didn't that didn't eventuate for us, um, but um, you know that you know. Who knows, when we look in the history books, it might not be such a bad thing anyway, or mm. we could have missed out. But the case is that, yeah, we didn't get him. Um, for anyone else, if they're interested, I would think at least um, they would have to give some some form of presentation for, look, 
here's where your list is at. Um, here's what I think I can do with it. Here's the time frame I think I can see success in. Um, rather than just, you know, oh, I've been here at Port. Because, you know, realistically, Jane, as, as good as a coach as he has been at Port Adelaide, how many premierships have they won? Yeah, so and they've had they've had a really talented list, Jane. Um, and I think yeah, this year particularly, like they they went backwards for mine. Like you had like you know, really good young blokes coming through, and um, yeah, they just haven't been able to perform uh, on the park, which is yeah, you know, I think it's been pretty disappointing. Um, there's been lots of talk during the season that uh, yeah, Ken Hinkley's been on the nose at Port. Uh, for whatever reason, um, and obviously on field success is part of that. Uh, but certainly, I, I wouldn't like to see, um, you know, us just say everyone else can go through a process. But Ken Hinkley, if you want the job, you can have it. Mm. Um, I think you'd have to come with a solid plan at, at the very least if they weren't going through the full process. I'm sure he'd have to do that behind the scenes. So they, they mm. might say, look, Ken, if you are interested, um, if we buy into your ideas that you still have to present to us mm. what you think you can do. You know what I mean? Like you couldn't just give him the role on the basis of, you know, uh, well, he's employed, so we have to offer it to him. Mm. But um, the same will be happening with Brad Scott because he's got a very good job within the AFL. So he won't want to jeopardise that if he's putting his hand up to go for a job. So I'm sure they're going to skip some of the processes that, you know, the more assistance they'll probably go through, which mm. you totally understand that kind of from a um, from their own point of view. Mm. But uh, yeah, I think that's going to be really interesting. Yeah, you know, where we land. But as you say, mate, the probably the best thing about it is even the media are guessing, um, yep. which usually means that you've kept things well under wraps, mm. and even they are a bit clueless on where we are. Um, so, yeah, and, mate, I've got to say, before we go into the player reviews, <laughs> this, uh, yeah, Brown, Tom Brown, um, with his uh, news, I was just listening to, like, an update from today. Mm. And I'll tell you why. I was thinking, oh, here we go. Here's an update. I'll listen to it. It was everything I knew on Friday. Yeah, like, yeah. So he's just rehashing something on a Monday, and um, that's supposed to be the news of the day. You know what I mean? Like, um, I, I thought, well, yeah, we've really kept it under wraps because he he got a, like a, a two or three minute segment on Triple M, mm. and he's provided nothing that we didn't already know. So, um, as I said they've had a weekend to work on this. Um, yeah. So I yeah I think when none of us are really none the wiser on where we are, like how far away we are from even naming or having names to who's applying. Mm. Uh, we did hear about this five names that they would like to put through the process. But um, at the moment, we're still not 100% sure who they are. Um, but it's going to be uh, interesting times, that's for sure. And we'll still be covering it each week. So hopefully um, we get closer to naming it uh, so we can then start to attention to trades because at the moment mate um yeah, I haven't heard one individual player linked to us um mm. without or they might have been officially linked to us earlier but they've kind of moved on because of our position so 
Uh, we need to get that sorted, um, particularly if we want to add in talent this year, because I, I think you know, no one's going to commit to you whilst you don't have a coach. Yeah, it's a, a pretty tough situation to uh, to be in. But I think realistically, to, to get the decision right, uh, we do need to take the time. Um, and looking out there at the market, Jane, there's not a lot of um, uh, you know gun plays you'd want to bring in to the club that you're like, oh, geez, we really need this type of player for the now. Um, and even if there were, I don't think there's any silver bullets to, like even if you did bring in, you know, a, a great player like... Um, Dunkley or... Did you know? like, like Dunkley would be great. Um uh, he's probably the only one that really stands out to me. Um, like Dago would be exciting. He's had an outstanding finals um, uh, run, by the way. Um, mm. But like Dunkley is probably the only one where I think he would instantly make us a better side. Um, yeah, Dago, his his form can be off and on, um, and we'd certainly have to, you know, put a lot of uh, things in place to, I suppose, manage the off field side of things. Um, but realistically, you know, we need to get the appointments of, you know, coach, CEO, football director right um, so we can actually get the most out of the playing list we have right now. Get in the one direction, um, you know, get some, um, you know, proper game plans and um, I suppose embed a bit of a, uh, a performance culture um, at the football club because I think that's the one thing that's severely lacking. Um, you know, you look at the way our girls play, Jane, um, just the intent to to attack the footy. Um, you know, that that face you're talking about, Jane, where they just they screw their face up when the opposition has the footy. We don't have that. We've got a I suppose a nice playing list that, you know, that I guess have have been satisfied with mediocrity for too long. Mm. Um, I'll look at players like Archie Perkins, I'll look at players like Ben Hobbs. Um, who you look at them, they hate losing. Mm. You know, Jane Laverde hates losing. Mason Redmond. Um, that's what I want us to be as a football club, a football club that is pride, proud and um, you know, does everything they can to turn things around and does the hard stuff, puts their head over the footy. Not um, you know, people are happy to you know, collect a paycheck and drive a nice car and um, you know, collect touches without... You know, do a match with them. Um, yeah, you know, I think once we get the building box in place to, um, um, yeah, really, uh, I suppose, yeah, start defining a, a culture centered upon performance. That's where we're going to see the most gains. Not necessarily, you know, getting a player here or there into the side as quick as you can. Um, you know, at the expense of, yeah, you know, doing a proper process to get those positions um, appointed correctly. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I think that's all we can go on on that at the moment, mate. Um, so oh, we could probably go on further, but <laughs> oh, we could. But <laughs> I don't know how much uh, we can add to it. That's going to be substantial. Um, because oh, how much of it is anyway? But yeah, yeah, sorry, it's just hot air. I think at the moment, but um, yeah, let's go into our player reviews as we finish off. And uh, so we got up to Nick Cox, and he had a year from hell, mate. Um, mm. You know, like. I think he was, you know, sore in the off season, um, yep. and you know when he did play, he looked totally out of his depth. You know, like he looked a different player to the one we saw that was so exciting the year before. Mm. Um, yeah, so how did you rate his season? Like, 
how many games did he play? And yeah, uh, I think yeah, he played like the, the three, four games max. Um, James um, didn't have any impact in any of those games, uh, and then obviously injured uh, for the rest of the season. So pretty disappointing there. Um, I, I think for me, I was I was a bit concerned those early games because he looked pretty lost. Mm. Um, now, a young player um, where it seems like his role wasn't defined at the club, and you get it, he's like 200 centimetres plus, he's got great running capacity, can kick off both legs. You can understand why the coaching group may not have gone, okay, we'll pigeonhole you into this position. Um, but you, know, you should be giving him clear direction on these are your running patterns, this is the position we want you to play. Um, and, you know, for the next however many weeks you played in that position, give them a certainty of what their role is on the day. And I, it didn't look from those games we saw, Jane, like he had that. Maybe he did. Maybe his um, footy IQ isn't as high as we might like. Um, um, who knows? But, um, yeah, I guess, you know, his performance was, uh, you know, not to the level that he would like, nor the nor the club. But then he was injured, so he, he had no opportunity to improve. Um, one thing I really hope, mate, is he spent uh, that time off his feet in the gym um, and uh, you know, lifting plenty of tin to um, you know, get that bigger body, get a bit more strength. Because uh, he's certainly a, a great prospect for the club. Um, you know, if we get him right, um, I think he could be huge for us. I'd like to see him um, you know, play a bit of a, a floating half forward kind of role. Like I, I think, you know, um, you know, interchanging between him and, and Harrison Jones, mate, um, you know, floating in and out of the, the forward line or even down back um, where needs be. Um, but I think for a bloke that can kick off um, both feet, he'd be, um, yeah, potentially a really good get for us. Uh up forward uh, to kick a few goals because we know, uh, you know, obviously from his junior years, he has been known to kick a few. Uh, but what about yourself, mate? What did you what did you reckon of his season? Yeah, well, just to touch over, he, kicked, he played five games mm. and he averaged like 12 and a half disposals a game. Mm. Um, it's obviously a lot down on his last year form. Um, and it's more what he was doing with the footy because he got caught a number of times, you know, just in two minds. Um, so, yeah, I think look, he's so lean. I know he's put on a he put on a few Ks over summer, like the previous summer, and I'm sure he will put on even more this year this time. Uh, haven't had that time on the sidelines. Mm. Um, I think he'll need to be settled down at some point as a key position. Um, um, like I, I think he could be a high, like a you know those leading forwards, mate, that um, search for the footy. Yep. You know, I know we've got Harry Jones, but I think like you know, you can you can have a couple of those types that search for the footy. Mm-hmm. Um you know, a lot of people have said maybe settle him down back and put Reed up forward. Um so yeah, I'm not sure, you know, I thought Reed was a defender. Um I know they tried him forward against Richmond. Um mm-hmm. and he's super lean, mate. So um, you know, it's always hard when they don't have that body size to compete. Yeah. But uh, I mean, like, you know, in two seasons, he's played 27 games. So he's certainly got some games into him. Um, you know, he'll be 21 in January. So, you know, he's very, uh, yeah, he's just, he's signed on for another couple of years as well. So, like, 
you know, we've got him locked up and I think he'll be, you know, a very good player for us. But I think he just had a second year blues kind of season. And, um, yeah, let's hope he's uh, ready to go, uh, you know, start of next season. And, and it'll be interesting to see what the new coach, whoever it is, what they have, uh, you know, what their idea of where he's going to be best utilised. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we go to Jordan Ridley, mate, and not, you know, I'm one of Jordan's biggest fans, you know. I reckon he's a fantastic player and he's been great ever since he's come into the senior side. Mm. But this year he seemed to play within himself. Um, he's certainly his kicking changed. Like, he was a real attacking player with his kicking. Um, you know, he could, they could do so much damage. Mm. Um, so many times this year I just had to watch him kick, you know, 15-metre kick sideways. Yeah. Um, I know he's playing a lot more, yeah, one on one. Um, I tried to kind of make him a key to defend, key position defender. Um, which I don't think he's suited for. I think he's better as a floating, you know, third yeah. man up. Yeah. And then he can hurt you with his kicking. Mm. Um, having said that, mate, he still averaged you know three hundred thirty-five meters gained um each each week, so look, which just puts him in the elite category. Uh, 19 disposals a game. So he certainly found the footy. And the best thing about Jordan, he usually uses it by foot rather than hand. Um, but I just didn't think his kicking was as uh, deadly as it, as it had been previous. Mm. If anything, I, I'd say he step, took a step back from what he put out the previous seasons. Yep. But um, he was playing a different role as well. So I take that into consideration. But like he's only 23 years of age, mate. So, um, you know, he's got... Oodles of time, I think he turns 24 in October, so the next year he'll be 24 years of age, starting to come into his prime. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, a funny idea. I mean, I guess you know, from his own high standards, um, he, he does get marked harsher than others. Um, you know, for one, he had a solid year, um, but solid is, is kind of disappointing for, like, the talent we know he's got. Um yeah, so many times we're like, he played okay, but he, he just wasn't biting off those kicks as you were talking about there, Jane. Mm. Um, so look, he did. Um, he played all right. He does seem to have, um, I suppose, worked on um, the purely defensive stopping side of his game. Um, but his value to the side is worth so much more as that third man up, as you say, Jane. Um, yeah, coming in, you know, floating for marks, intercepting, um, you know, and then using that that boot to to get us loose um to then you know go up forward and um go from there um so uh yeah and, and i think realistically even if they did want him to make it a key position he's not a particularly physical bloke like it's just not his personality jane and there's i don't think there's anything wrong with that um yeah because you look at his tackle numbers and like a tackle a game really mm. um and like even that you know i'm like oh geez did he Average tackle a game because sometimes he'd have <laughs> yeah no tackles um, yeah. yeah and he's not alone on that unfortunately um, no. but I mean for mine he he yeah he played a solid year but um, he certainly wasn't outstanding and certainly I would hope uh, that he would lift from here and um, yeah, be backed um, next year to revert to that form that we know he's capable of um, where he uh, you know chews off those those dangerous kicks that can really cut up your position. Yeah, I think he played a bit sore as well at times. Yep. Yeah, because probably didn't have much option, so he probably played him when he was a bit sore. He missed a couple of games, uh, an injury. So, 
Um, and I think when he returned, even looked a little bit proppy. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think he's going to have a much better year next year. Um, it'll be interesting to see how we set up. And if we can recruit like a, a genuine key position player, because I think that's what we're really lacking, um, a key position defender who's actually a bit taller than what we have. Yeah. And it'll allow Jordan to play a different style of game. Mm. Uh, Jaden Liberty, mate, he's fantastic, I thought, for most of the year. You know, obviously undersized playing against so many of these big full forwards. Yeah. But um, he's such a competitor. Um, you know, you know, I love the way that he um, you know, really goes about it. Played every game, mate. So, and, and he was very sore on a couple of occasions too. And um, he's able to get a whole season of games, which, as we know, he really struggled with that. You know, injury held for a lot of his uh, early seasons. Mm. So I'm sure he would have been proud to get every game in. It would have been a real achievement for him. And, uh, yeah, he played really well. He had pretty much as our fullback. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's had it beautifully there, mate, um, where he's just given up size so often, but he's his competitiveness just um, kept him in the game. <clears throat> I, I thought he had a really, um, like, really solid to, um, yeah, I probably couldn't even go go more than that because um, there were times where he, he just got ripped apart and it, it feels harsh judging him off that because, the, you know, he's, he was played out of position, really. Um, you, know, you think about him against Charlie Dixon, bloody hell. Um, he's an absolute monster. Um, so I think he, he held his own. Um but um, yeah, he and he and he always maintains his composure down there. So um, I think the the best thing is, as you say, Jane, getting those twenty two matches into him, um, which is fantastic. When yeah, a few years ago we were questioning, geez, is he out of the side? Um, because he hasn't performed at AFL level, and now he's found his role and he's um, he's, yeah, doing beautifully at it. So um, no, I think a yeah, really solid season from uh, from Laverty. Yeah, hard to believe he's going to be 27 at the start of the season next year. Mm. Um, yeah, I still remember him being drafted as an 18-year-old. So these years just keep rolling by, mate. So, yeah. you know, like, um, yeah, obviously, you know, the, the funny post someone put in the paper, mate, where uh, they celebrated 18 years about uh, Essendon winning a final and that they'd like to buy him a drink, you know, <laughs> any kid that was born... On that day, because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they've never seen Essendon win a final, and um, yeah, like I guess um, yeah, these guys here, like Dev Smith said to them, yeah, be in a rush because mm-hmm. you know, footy, footy doesn't just turn around; it's all about you actually doing it. And um, so I hope that's what resonates within the group. Um, but, yeah, pretty good year for I thought Jaden, and I reckon he'll poll really well in the Crichton. Yep. He has to be valued. Um, Archie Perkins, mate, uh, you know, played the 18 games. So that's a great way to, you know, get these games into a young player. Yeah, you know, he's only drafted a couple of years ago. Mm. And, like, he's already played nearly 40 games of footy. So yeah. if you're averaging almost 20 games a year um, in your first two years, you're doing well. Um, classy player. Yeah, you know, I thought he had a number of games where he's really quiet. Um, yeah. But, again, I'd like to see him get more midfield time. I think, you know, he's got a point of difference being that 188 centimetres. Uh, and he's got some, you know, silky skills. 
Um, so I really hope the new coach wants to see more of him in the midfield because mm. um, I, I think he get lost in that forward, half forward flank, especially our way, the way we were playing a lot of the footy, so slow and you know easy for easy to defend against. Mm. Um, so I don't think Archie's got the most out of himself, but more out of his own opportunities. They weren't there. Average the 12 disposals a game, mate. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he can get a lot more than that. Um, and, yeah, he can be quite a damaging player with his, uh, you know, his, his foot and hand skills. Yeah. Um, like, he's a, he's a guy, yeah, as you say, mate, hasn't been racking up a huge amount of possessions. <clears throat> but when he does have the footy, um, he's just got a presence about him. Um, and he's got, like those real strong hips, James, able to stand up at a tackle. And that's a massive point of difference, I think. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, and, yeah, his, his goal-kicking ability, his ability to take marks um, around the ground, um, I think it's fantastic. Yeah, okay, I guess disappointingly, you know, he got that injury. And then when he came back for those last few matches of the year, James, he just didn't look right. Um, so, you know, I imagine his stats might have taken a bit of a beating from that. But, um, at the end of the day, stats matter less, you know, for a developing player. I think there's absolutely something there. And as you say, Jane, um, as his body matures a bit more, I absolutely hope he gets more uh, opportunity in the midfield. Um, and I think that, that will absolutely present, um, you know, as long as he has a you know, big preseason and all the rest of it, because um, I think he could, you know, be really damaging um, for us in there. Um, it's nice to... Yeah, having him up forward, but um, uh, yeah, I, I certainly think yeah, through the middle of the ground where he's got a really nice field kick, um, generally makes good decisions too. I think he'd be um, absolute jet for us. So I think you know the biggest bonus is those eighteen matches. You know, he's now played nearly forty games, James, um, as a twenty-year-old. Mm. So um, I reckon that's bloody huge. So um, you know, come next year. Yeah, by the midway point, he's potentially got those 50 games and, um, uh, you know, all that experience will certainly count um, as he develops into the, the player he'll be in the future. Um, uh, so I think he had a, um, you know, a, uh, you know, a solid um, a solid year for his development-wise. Now, a question without notice. Hmm. Um, have you got the Don's cast medal votes there? Oh, bloody hell. What are supposed to do then? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's all right. I'll, I'll drag those up as we get to the next Yeah, because I, um, I don't think Nick Cox would have um, polled any votes this year. I can't remember him no. standing out in the top five players of any game. No. But um, it'll be interesting to see if there was any others. Um, yeah, I'm sure Ridley and Verdi got votes and Archie Perkins. Mm. But um, I'll let you find that. But we can move on to James Stewart. Um now, he just signed a two-year contract, which many were surprised about, you know, at his age, mm. um, you know, getting that second-year uh, contract. But um, I think he does give us a bit of depth in the key positions, either forward or back. Yep. So I can understand why the club wanted to secure him. Um, yep. And that only takes him up to 30. And 30 is not a um, – it's not like a prehistoric at 30 anymore. Mm. Um uh, you know, we're seeing players play well into thirties now. So, um, yeah, I don't think it was that diabolical a decision to sign him for two years to have that kind of thing. And he only played just six games. We know he had a long-term injury there for a, a while. Yep. 
Um, and when he came back, uh, he was playing a lot more forward. Um, you know, and he, he was quite handy there in one of the games. I remember mm. he was looking very valuable there. But um, yeah, what did you think of his season? Yeah, I think yeah, unfortunate that he that he was out for you know long term because we were without a, a key defender for a long time, James. And um, yeah, I guess it's one of those things where uh, you know, there's there's a lot of people that um, you know don't rate uh, Jimmy Stewart. Um, I actually reckon he's all right as a as a backup, you know, forward um, or um, or backman. Certainly not a ruck. Um, <laughs> that's one position I don't think he's uh, suitable of. Um, but uh, certainly as a forward, he can kick a few goals. He's got good hands. Um, he's got a beautiful field kick as well down back. I, I actually reckon he does okay down there. I don't think he's a world beater, but I think he uh, mm-hmm. enough as he can. He he plays his role. Yes, he has his brain fades every now and then, but um, yeah, for the effort he does have uh, and puts out there, I, I think he goes all right. Um, so I think, you know, you'd have to say on grand scheme of things, a, uh, a below average year on on output alone. But I mean, yeah, you've got to take into account that long term injury, um, which is um, yeah, obviously uh, unfortunate, but. Um, yeah, it's not much. Um, not much else he, he could have done. Certainly, he, he really did help with the um, uh, with the VFL side. Got them over the over the line with a couple of games there, um, which was good. Um, now he didn't uh, poll any Don's cast medal votes, Jane. Um, okay. So if I if I go back through those players, um, yeah, we've got Archie Perkins. He polled with sixteen. Uh, yeah. Jaden Laverde with eighteen. Um, Ridley uh, holds somewhat uh, 25 um, votes and uh, and none for Cox. Um, so uh, now we caught up. Caught up there, yep. Yeah. Uh, um, but, yeah, I'd, I'd say a, yeah, overall, as much as it pains me to say, I'd say a below average year for Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, yeah. I think um, yeah, injury really took its toll. And, um, yeah, I guess you would hope that he's just going to be there for depth. Um, but like I said, he's he's got attributes that can make him handy either forward or back. So, mm. um, yeah, handy player to have on the list. A uh, player that will definitely be leaving us um, after you know, many years of, at the Bombers is Michael Hurley. And, mate, um, it was one of the great moments uh, when he kicked that goal against the Tigers in his last match and just the respect even Richmond had for him. And uh, I even saw him commenting about the uh, AFLW girls yesterday, mate. Mm-hmm. Saying he's, he's loving seeing uh, number eighteen on the on someone's back in the middle there. Um, you know, commenting on the girls. So mm-hmm. he was really um invested in that. So uh, yeah, and it sounds like he's going to be part of this club in, in some kind of development role, mm-hmm. um, which is good because good people around the club never hurts. So they obviously just played the one game for a, a total of 194, mate. So it'd be a little bit disappointing. He never got 200. And obviously, we all had the last couple of years of play out. So he's kind of robbed of that. But yeah, um, yeah brilliant player and a great person. And um, yeah, really thankful for Hurley and, and, and Mick's presence at the club and just his loyalty, you know. Yeah. I know he was monster offers to leave us just after the uh 
the drug saga. Um, you know, one's from Sydney, one's from Collingwood, and we're massive. We're talking massive money, um, mm. and just you know, shunned them all to stay with us. And you know, that's a real test of loyalty, and he certainly proved it. Yeah, he did, mate. Um, yeah, an absolute gun for us to bear. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, I guess the he was a massive highlight this season. You know, from where he was, like a I think it was like a golden staff rejection or something like that, James. Um, mm. That he picked up through the hip there. Um, well, he basically and, had a hip replacement, you know, mm. which is unbelievable that he got out there. Mm. Um, well, that's a that's a thing, like to be. Like I still remember that VFL game, Jane, where he walked out and he just looked gaunt. Like he, he, he really did look like death warmed up. Mm. Um, to work back, you know, from there to, you know, being able to play that last AFL game, huge effort. Um, that should not be understated. And you know, to play the few VFL games before that, um, you know, just a massive effort. So well done to him. Well done to the club for supporting him through that. Um, yeah, he will be he will be missed. Um but um yeah, if he stays at the club in some capacity, um, yeah, all the better. Nick Hind, um I think he had a better first year with us than his second. Mm. Um a lot of people will remember him after it was highlighted or put he classified about the uh you know disrespect he appeared to show to Ben Rutten. Um, I had a bit more sympathy for him because I was at that. Well, I went to all their games, but I, I, I remember that game vividly because he'd just been slung to ground and um, yeah, he should have got a free kick. And, and his head hit the ground pretty hard. Mm. Um, so plus he got a fifty meter paid against him. And I think there's reports that a few of our players weren't happy with Rutten always at um, you know on on ground level. Yeah. So it just felt like it didn't have their own personal space at times, you know. I know there'll be people out there that say, oh, well, you just you play footy, the coach does what he likes. But um, I guess like if we just had a bad incident, do you want to just have a bit of time to yourself to compose yourself up than to start being chatted to? Maybe that's um, part of it. Like maybe I'm being too sympathetic to him, but... Um, <clears throat> I certainly think they made a lot more out of that because when Footy Classified showed it, there was actually a few weeks before. Yeah. And they were making it out like it just happened. And even when I went to the Richmond game, you would think that it would happen last week, you know, some of the comments are coming his way. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think, um, you know, uh, I think he was judged fairly harshly. Like, you know, he's... A great player to watch when he's up and about with his speed, but I think we both commented his defensive actions aren't always strong. And I think he's a bit too much in attack mode, um, yeah. and uh, that may hurt him. Uh, you know, with the new coach who might come in and say, "Well, I don't know if you're going to defend strong enough for me," mm-hmm. um, and he may have to find a new position. But he played 21 games. He was dropped for one game. I remember that. Um, you know, it was a bit surprising when he went back to VFL, mate. But, uh, yeah, he had had a pretty poor game for the reason. And he's going to be 29 next year. So he's um, you know, not a young man. Um, so he's got a, probably a good couple of years left in him. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where the new coach plays him. 
Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, yeah, it's funny. He, he was, I suppose, like a lot of players, he was pretty down that first half of the year um, output-wise. And you're like, where's this, you know, bloke he was cutting the lines uh, from last year gone. And took him a while to get going. Then when he did, um, yeah, really came on with a flurry. And he had two or three games where uh, he was, yeah, nearly best on um, uh, on a couple of occasions. Um, yeah, and he... Ended up, you know, in our Don's Cast Medal votes, James, coming fourth in the points. Um, yeah. So 60, 60 votes he polled. Uh, and that was particularly around that midway of the, the season where, um, you know, he was racking up quite a few votes, getting, you know, best on or second best on. Um, but then, again, he, he went away from that defensive um, side of it and went purely offensive, getting opened up um, as he left his man to chase the ball. If it's gone over his head, you know, we're getting scored against and you know, that kept hurting us. And um I think, yeah, absolutely there's a, a lot good to his game. Um but I think, you know, at the end of the day, he's in the defensive side of the ground. Um and his defensive you know actions were deficient, I'd have to say. Um as good as his stacking side was like the four hundred and eighty three meters gained on average. Yep, that's great. Um but you know if you're leaking goals the other way um, yeah, it's it's pretty. Uh, I don't know. Um, it, it's not it a cancels great... out your positives. Yeah, it? that's that's it. Um, yeah, you're almost going going negative. So, um, I'd have to say at a below average year at the end of the day, as much as the sixty Doncaster medal votes might say, oh, but you obviously rated him, uh, and we do rate him as a player, but as a defender, yeah, we we do expect more than that. So, um. Yeah, hopefully over the course of the off season, you know, new coach comes in and uh, you know, <laughs> corrects the errors of his ways as a defender, um, because certainly you should defend your man first, um, you know, and then go after the footy and, and attack second, um, uh, because we we certainly don't have the luxury of having absolute guns down there that are going to you know, hold the fort while he does his thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I think he can have a even better here next year, but I think he just needs to find a position that suits him. And, you know, if he can't be a cannibal to get the best out of himself, then maybe you do push him to a wing. Um, you know, because, like, to me, he could be a good winger. Um, you know, he can get you out of trouble but with his burst of speed. Um, and, you know, or, you know, the other options, like the Saints did, play him. As a forward player, my only fear with that is that, uh, with his run, I think he needs enough ground to work in to get the most out of himself. So that's why a wing or that halfback flank is his best option. Mm. Uh, Peter Wright, mate, we've got to say the real highlight of the year. You know, um, I remember when we when we got him, mate, we just lost Joe Danaher and, and the club cautioned us heavily. You know, this is not Joe Danaher's replacement. Mm. He's just here to help us kick a few goals here and there and, and that. But he, he's become more than that, mate. He's mm. become a real reliable player. Uh, and, you know, like he's kicking, sets up kicking to joy to watch. Yep. Um, you know, can have his days where he gets a, misses a few. But, I, I mean, like on the law of averages, it's a great kick. And, you know, he's only 
20, just turned 26, mate. So all year next year, you'll be 26. Um, turns 27 in the September of next year. Um, so he's got a lot, a lot of footy ahead of him. And thank you very much, Gold Coast, for paying most of his wage yeah, um, yeah. while he's doing that. So, um, yeah, no, great season for Peter Wright. And he's another one that will pull well in the Brighton Medal, I imagine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, to kick 50 goals is a bloody great effort and certainly something us Bomber fans haven't seen for a long time, someone kicking that, that amount of goals. Um, and there's a lot more where that came from, James. I think, you know, most of us would say there's, there was games where he just, you know, either didn't have his kicking boots on or uh, didn't make the most of his opportunities. Um, but, you know, hopefully he'll... Yeah, that'll come. And certainly one thing that I really liked about his game this year, James, is he, he obviously really went to work on his contested marking. Um, and that became a bit of a feature of his game. Uh, you know, he's taken nigh on six marks a game, um, which is excellent. Um, uh, but I guess the next thing we need to work on is, you know, I suppose having a fully structured forward line where, you know, Peter Wright doesn't have to, you know, take his marks in a pack all the time. Um yeah, you want people to lead into different areas to take a man. So, you know, Peter Rod only has to, you know, fly up against a couple of defenders as opposed to four of them. Um, uh, because certainly, you know, opposition sides would go, well, if you stop Peter Wright, you stop the goals. Um, and unfortunately, we didn't have any, you know, or much marking power um, when he wasn't getting much of the footy. So it's... um. It's obviously there wasn't much support for him, was he, really? Yeah. Well, well, what's the same, mate? Old Duff, no goose? Old Duff, no goose. But there was yeah. no, like, yeah, well, obviously, Harrison Jones had an interrupted year. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it was either going to him or, you know, it wasn't that, you know, obviously, Jake Stringer, but, like, he's not played as a key position kind of player. He's more of a, you know... Uh, a flanker who uh, can play in midfield. Mm. Uh, he doesn't really hold down a key position. No. So I think he would really appreciate someone giving a bit of a chop out. Yep, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he had a, a really good year. I'd have to say a, um, you know, above average um, year. Um, yeah, almost a great year, but, um, you know, I'd like him to be nudging 60s before I say great, but um, uh, that's certainly a... Um, yeah, very good year from from Peter Wright. And any votes for him, mate? Uh, he certainly did um, pile a number of votes. He got 44 Don's Cast Medal votes, so that is seventh on the, uh, yeah. on the chart. Yeah, well done, Peter Wright. And, um, yeah, really uh, glad he's you know, elected to come to us at the time he did because uh, yeah, his value has gone up massively. Um uh, now, Dyson Heppel, um, the other thing with Peter Wright, he played every match. So, again, um, durable as well. Mm. Um, Dyson Heppel, look, coming back from injury, he was able to play every match too, mate, which is yeah. a very good effort. Um, and, look, he still averaged 22 disposals. So, he, he certainly could find a footy. Um, whether they were, you know, great users of the footy is debatable but um yeah I think look Hep uh yeah he's just gone past 30 mate um and he's I think the injuries he's had uh, on those feet that have taken the penetration out of his kicking um and 
he does look a little bit readable. And, you know, I'm just glad the club moved him away from that half-back flank because he was getting oodles of goals kicked on him. If it wasn't directly, it was because other players had to cover for him and leave their own man. Yeah. So, um, look, yeah, he ended up playing a lot of footy on the wing in the second half of the year. And he can certainly find the footy. There's no doubts about that. I don't think he always uses the footy well. Um, and as I said, we're losing that penetration. Mm. But, um, yeah, and I think, like, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going to stay with us. You know, there was a little bit of reports about Gold Coast being interested, but that seemed to go away. Um, yep. So I think he'll be with us next year, but I can't see him being a regular senior player. Like, I think he'd be more, again, depth and uh, probably just a good presence around the club. Mm. Yeah, I guess like when I look at his season, um, the one thing that really stood out to me, James, was that performance against Collingwood on Anzac Day where he allowed Jack Ginnivan to um, kick a number of goals and um, the the contempt that Jack Ginnivan was able to show towards Dyson Heppel and, and no one stood up for him. Uh, that, that to me was, um, I don't know, a, a real sign of the times um, where I would have hoped... Um, you know, a proud player, you know, no matter how much of a nice bloke you are, um, would say, no, you're not treating me like that. Um, I'm a much better player than than you're, you know, making me out to be. Mm. Um, so, you know, again, like, he's your captain. He does get judged harsher than others. That's the, the crown you wear, um, the burden of it. Um, and, um, yeah, when when you got stuff like that happening, no one no one came to him to help out the captain or anything like that. Um, I, I think he did lose, you know, a fair few of the players throughout the year. Um, everyone talks about oh, he's 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 just a great leader in the club. He does all these things, and I'm, I'm sure he does. I've I've got no um, no doubt in my mind that Dyson Heppel does so much behind closed doors um, that is greatly appreciated by the club. But on game day. Um, yeah, you don't see that leadership from him. Um, you know, that sort of general role people were talking about down back where he's able to harness the the troops, tell them where to go and you know, get them to play their role and all the rest of it. You didn't see that. Um his his possessions were largely ineffective, um, you know, for mine. So as much as the stat sheet goes, oh, he actually had an all right year. Like, yes, he can he can find the footy, but um he didn't hurt the opposition with him. Yes. Um, so I I do think he had a, a below average year. Um, and, uh, yeah, as harsh as that might sound, um, you know, he, he played all 22 games and that's great. But I I do question, would he get those games if he wasn't captain? And I, I seriously doubt that would be the case. Um, although with Essendon's, um, you know, list selection policy, um, like the, um, uh, who knows? But, um, yeah, so I think he's going to have to earn his games next year. Um, that's for sure. Yeah. But I think it's just going to be a, a lay down for there because you're you were the captain. Yeah, you know, obviously I think Zach Merritt will be given the captaincy. Um, uh, but yeah, you know, I think yeah, Dyson has been a wonderful servant for the club, mm. and again another one that stayed loyal after the saga. Yeah. Um, and uh, going to the games every week, mate. One thing I've got to say, I reckon I can judge it well. 
I don't see him, his leadership. You know, when someone does something really poor, I don't see him go across there and, um, you know, not that you, you should be able to visibly see this, but, like, go and put an arm over their shoulder and actually give some strong criticism or strong words. I think there's always, like, taps on the bum and all this kind of stuff, but, like, no um, direct feedback. And I think, you know, really good captains in the past have done that. Um, and, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, when you when you got a demeanour such as Dyson, uh, which is such a nice guy kind of demeanour, does that get lost in your messaging when you have to give some criticism? It's like it could be mixed messaging, you know what I mean? Like if you're going, oh, don't worry about it, mate. No, yeah, if you just tighten that up next time, that'd be great. Yeah, or whatever. Um, yeah, I think someone like Zach Merritt, um, who will have to temper it as well. Like you can't be all one way or the other. Mm. I mean, might give more better direct criticism or feedback that is required. Mm. But that's only like a point of view from a spectator. But yeah, I saw a number of our players who needed that conversation. I'd watched Dyson and just never saw it happening. Yeah. So like, I said, um, you don't want to bag the captain of your club. Or, and I, like, I wouldn't suspect he got many votes this year, mate. No, he only, only racked up the three, the three votes yeah. this year, mate. Yeah, well, it's like people will say, oh, that's ridiculous. How could he only get three? But, I mean, we're looking at impact as well. Mm. Um, I'm sure in the Crichton he'll poll strongly because, uh, you know, obviously the coaches vote and votes might be totally different to a spectator's point of view. But, um, yeah, I just think he uh, did well to play the 22 games. But I just don't think they all valued to the club, like, you know, on field. Sam Durham, mate, um, he's managed to get 20 games into himself this year um, after being picked up in the mid-season draft last year. Um, and you know, his tackling really needs to improve. That's the one thing I'd say. But, gee, I love his endeavour. He can take a good grab. Yeah, you know, he's got a bit of a leap on him. Mm. Um, just average the 15 disposals. You know, like I say, it's not like he was racking up the footy big time. And he has a lot of endeavour, but just can't hold those tackles. So I really hope he gets a tackling, you know, a coach almost in that regard because our wings really don't know how to tackle well. Like when you yeah. compare him and Martin, they're both the same. Like mm. really struggle to bring him down. And then you add Heppel on top of that who are playing wings well. I think that's an area of our game that overall the club can improve. But, I mean, for Sam... Um, the great thing about Sam, mate, he's still only 21. Um, you know, he turns 22 in um, July next year. Um, so he's still really young and raw, and, you know, considering his background coming from the VFL. Um, yeah, I think he can take great strides uh, again next year. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, yeah, it's his endeavour. I mean, like, he's the type of bloke, um, yeah, you talk about coachable kids you reckon he'd be right up there on the list um you know just looks like he wants to learn wants to play his role um yeah every time you see him play you think oh he's not quite polished um you know he's yeah he's not quite landing those tackles and and all the rest of it um but you see the efforts there um so yeah if you can you know i suppose improve his technique and 
you know, go lower at the body. Um, you obviously build a bit of size himself. That'll, um, you know, that'll help. But, um, yeah, certainly there's a lot to work with there. And his, his marking power, as you say, James, can be a real, um, I suppose, um, uh, point of Perfect. difference. Um, yeah. Where, um, you know, once he, I suppose, gets more confidence um, at the level and in his abilities uh, to perform, I reckon he's going to be an absolute um, yeah, gun for us. So, um, no, I thought, it, you know, as much as he didn't star, I thought, um, you know, overall he had a, a solid year. Um, you know, I wouldn't say any more than that. I, you know, honestly, I'd probably say even a bit less. Um, you know, if it was a rating out of 10, I'd, I'd probably say about a six. Um, mm. um, but, like, it's, it's uh, yeah, because you know the development's there. Like, he's um, he's certainly a bloke that wants to learn and um, certainly has a lot of, a lot of tools uh, to work with. His disposal can be really good at times. He's got a, a massive boot on him. Um, so, uh, yeah, if we can see more of that, that'd be great. Um, but, uh, yeah, I thought he had a, a solid year overall. Yeah, no, a good second season for him. Yeah, to play the 20 games as well, which just really showed his continuity playing in the senior side. Um, Harry Jones, mate, it surprised me to actually played 10 senior games this year. Mm. Um, Seems like he was out for a long time. Yeah. Um, now he's twenty-two in February next year, so he's still very young. Yeah. But um, wow, in a lot of those games, mate, he was playing. He's had an under five disposals, mm. so I think he he needs a lot of work being able to read the play. Um, yeah. You know, I've like been able to search for the footy a bit because um, he could be a good hit up forward, like leading up. Like even up to the wings and that, yeah. Um, as a marking target, but yeah, I think, yeah, watching the games again live, uh, he flew for a number of marks with Peter Wright, mm. and I, I guess it would be pretty, um, pretty concerning that footy's always going to Peter Wright. And I think, yeah, you know, players did were guilty of wanting to find Peter in light, yeah. But also, don't think Harry made it easy on himself by just hanging around with Peter. Yeah. Um, he had to, well, maybe he was getting frustrated when he was leading away from Peter Wright, the ball wasn't coming to him. Mm. But again, that comes down to coaching, you know, change your angles, go to Harry, give him a chance, you know, bring him into the game. Then Harry can, if he's getting the ball up around 70 metres even leading up, he can then swing that ball to Peter Wright, you know what I mean? Like, mm. um, but what was happening was all the players were streamlining the ball to Peter Wright and, Kind of forced Harry Jones to fly against Peter mm. um, in search of the footy. Yeah. And just it wasn't good optics, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think, well, he's, he's definitely one who's had those, I suppose, second year blues. Um, uh, I, I think he, um, yeah, obviously had that long term injury. Yeah. After, yeah, the preseason, apparently he was doing really well and everyone was talking about. Talking him up and how great a season he's going to have, and then um, had that injury, and that seemed to really knock the wind out of his sails. And you know, there's still reports that, you know, even though he's playing those 10 games this year, he, he still wasn't quite right. Um, so uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, better for the run is what you'd hope, um, from those 10 matches. Um, but certainly his output was, was um, yeah, pretty poor, realistically. Um, I still think there's a there's a lot to work with 
with Harrison Jones. I think he's got to be a real gun in the future. He's got great hands. Uh, he's got a really good field kick on him. Uh, yeah, when he does fly for marks, he, he seems to be able to read the ball really well there. Uh, but it is you know, reading the play, play more holistically and seeing, okay, if, you know, um, and, and I suppose getting your running patterns and all the rest of that, I think really that's a that's a failing on the coaches, I feel. Um, mm. The forwards all flew for the same footy all the bloody time. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah, another year in the gym. Um, yeah, get a bit more fitness, hopefully have an, un, an uninterrupted pre-season. Um, yeah, hit the, the next season fit and firing. Um, so, yeah, substandard this season, but, um, yeah, I'm going to back him in for a good year next year. Mm. Yeah. Um, as we move on to our last player for the review today, though, um, move on to Nick Bryan. Um, yeah, so he played, I think, six games this year. Yeah, five uh, matches, yeah. Five matches, and I've, yeah, well, it's, well, it's got six games listed here. Um, uh, total games played five. Yeah, I don't know how that works. So maybe one was a sub, but mm. counts on his game tally, but not. Um, Actually, on the no, field. No, well, he, he played one game last year, so. Um, uh, okay. Uh, that's all right. Yeah. Well, uh, I think one of those games was a sub. I, re- I think I remember him or Phillips being a sub in one of the games. So yeah. I thought it was always strange having a Ruckman as a sub. Yeah. But, um, yeah, look, it, I think it's hard for Nick Bryan because, like, he's such a young Ruckman. Um, mm. Yeah, he's still only 20. and um, well, He turns 21 in October, mate. So, um, yeah, you know, he's very lean as well. Like he's building a body. Like you can see, it actually, yeah, he's got a bit stockier as the year gone by. But um, as as we know, mate, Ruffin they play against the yeah, beasts some of them. So yeah. Um, and I think with Nick, you know, uh, you know, basically Sam Draper being our number one draft. Uh, sorry, number one Ruffin. Mm. It kind of makes um. Nick have to be able to play forward as well. Yeah. Um, I don't think we've seen that yet. So I think he's going to have to have a lot of training on that because at the very best he could hope for is uh, Draper would become a 60-40 ruckman where he, mm. he's only going to get 40% in the ruck. Yeah. Um, and he seems to be a ruckman that needs to play um, the whole game to, you know, basically to get the best out of himself. There has been a bit of whispers, mate, that a few clubs are hunting him. Mm. Um, but I don't think we've got the luxury of letting someone like him go because um, you know, our stocks at Ruck are pretty thin. Like, you know, got mm. Andrew Phillips um, and then pretty much Nick Bryan. So you don't want to let go him. Um, and I just think he's got good skills for a big man. Um, and, yeah, he can be an asset, but... He's just biding his time, so I'm not really concerned that he's not showing it as yet. But yeah, considering how young he is, but um, I think yeah, next year he'll certainly want to be playing you know 10 to 15 games, uh, to kind of secure yeah, to show that he's heading in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, I, I personally have no um, um, uh, no concerns about Nick Bryan, I think he's developing nicely. He's, he's a young ruckman, he's 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 bloody lean, um. You know, I think he's been able to develop quite well in the VFL system and play quite well there. And you know, unfortunately, the I suppose the way we're, we're playing, we haven't really needed the 
the two racks or when we do we need uh, I suppose a ruckman of the physical nature which Phillips is which Nick Bryan is unable to do currently with his current size um, so I don't have um, massive issues there I think it's going to be a real, real player for us um, but the one thing he does need to learn is how to get involved in the game a bit more around the ground like a bit of a marking presence um, you know being able to you know influence like crash a pack or, or something like that um, to um, yeah I suppose make him more uh, you know have more of an impact over the course of the game rather than just the rack taps in and of themselves now I think he's quite a good tap ruckman um, Nick Bryan but that's not the be all and end all of the game James um, mm. you know you need to be able to work show second third efforts and um, yeah he, he does need a bit more time at the gym and I think that's the massive difference between you know Phillips and Draper and, and Brian is Phillips and Draper do have a bit more size about them um, they're able to you know throw that around a bit Nick Bryan doesn't have that yet so at the age of what twenty years old, mate, um, you know, I, I reckon he's fine, uh, and absolutely, yeah. You know, and you'd expect clubs to be circling and seeing if he's gettable or not. Um, I really hope we uh, we keep him long term because um, I think he's going to be a real player. Um, just needs to develop more, and um, you know, again, Ruckman generally develop a bit slower than others given their size and all the rest of it. But um, I reckon he can be an absolute goal for us. Yeah, no, well, um, it's going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, how he develops uh, next year. And again, it's all, you know, going to be focused on who the coaches us and what their ideas are. And, you know, so all of that to look forward to. But yeah, I guess until next week, mate, we'll um, hope we get a bit more news. Um, I think, you know, Dave Barham, Barham's uh, first press conference, mate, he, he was hoping to have it even uh, announced the grand final week. Who would be the coach? Uh, that's looking unlikely at this stage, yeah, considering mm. you know, with the public holiday now on Thursday as well. Um, yep. I couldn't see that being the case, but if we can just lock it in before trade week, that would be great. And um, yeah, we might be able to pick up some players um, with a bit more certainty. But um, until next week, mate, go Bombers. Go Dons.